Do it now? Dude, do what now? I, I can start? I can finally start? I feel I like it's been so long. I, I hit the record button. Salutation Shades, and welcome back to your one-stop shop for all things strange and unusual talking with shadows. The conversation everyone has, but no one wants to admit to. Here with your long-belated host, John. <laughs> Here with your long-belated host, Vic Waitley. It's okay. Names are hard. <laughs> And the long return, awaited return of Marcus D. And we are back from a, a hiatus where life and construction happened and kept us out of the studio. We are in the new studio, but it's not complete, it's, but we can now stand in it. We look, we look like we're in a really shitty pop shelter for the, the new Fallout game that they're going to do. Like, I don't know. I, like, I don't know if this is going to protect us from radiation or turn us into ghouls. I mean, the floors are done, the ceiling's done, the walls are kind of done. Now, electricity, we don't really have electricity yet, so we're recording off, like, a power strip and a really no. long extension cord. No, you don't have... It does look very nice. It, I will say this. It is coming along very nicely, especially the dangling electrical vines come <laughs> cords coming out of some of the walls the electrician hasn't had a chance to like I, come by yet to finish it I at least we have light this looks like some sort of like dc villain super villain origin story we're about to be electrocuted and turned into like electrified paranormal podcast hosts but soon soon everything will be wrapped up we're gonna have the bar done we'll be Adding some visual elements yes. once everything's looking really yes. nice. Long-term plan has always been for us to be able to stream and be able to do this live so you guys can see us. But once that happens, remember, no takesies backsies. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Also, remember, we're married, so I, I, I'm tough luck. I'm super handsome. Just trust me. And if it comes to the point where you can see my face, I was in a horrible accident. Except when, when people actually see us, they always assume that our uh, like our voices don't match our bodies like yeah, they expect them to be different i should be you and you should be me i know like i apparently sound like they're really tall rugged <laughs> like one with facial hair i'm like i'm glad that i have that like deep that that deep manly sound in my voice but I'm just so glad to be back. We are. We are. We're super excited to be back. We've been missing being able to record uh, episodes for a good while, so we're super happy to be back in the studio recording with you guys. And we need to give a Actually, we need to give three shout-outs to three new patrons, which I was shocked that we still rocked up patrons, even though that we went, like, I, radio dark for, like, <laughs> for like a couple weeks. We appreciate that. And we were super shocked. And big, I think it's probably just people going through the back episodes. Yeah, <laughs> big shout-out to Antares, Waxper Rabbit, and Michael Henson uh, for signing them to be patrons. We appreciate that so much. Thank you guys so much for joining Becoming Shades, and welcome, welcome. Absolutely. So we're super excited. We're super so you know we're we're wait, wait 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 first oh, let's get into alcohol. some alcohol. I've abstained from alcohol since the last recording as a punishment. No no no, that's a lie. That's a lie. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm like, there's no way you can say that with a straight face. <laughs> Today we are drinking Jack Daniels Tennessee quality Coke. Like, but first, keep when he called when he called me when Vic <laughs> called me, he's like, "Can you see if they got Jack Daniels 
Coke Zero. They I'm make like, it. I'm not walking into a liquor store asking for that. <laughs> like that's what is like we're like, and also they just have. Otherwise, I probably would have got it because we actually just do drink Coke Zero. Like <laughs> Coke Zero is good. It is actually, good. It Ricky is. Bruckman from Mount Vernon Paranormal is the one that's got us drinking it. I just, I just, yeah, we're gonna. This is a whoa. Cheers to you guys. What's cheers? Cheers. It's good. Though it's very whiskey forward. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. For being seventeen or seven percent, that's what fourteen proof. I are you sure that it's that much when you start slurring your words? Oh my there? god! <laughs> it's like it's uh, a seven square pie cat al- alcohol content. That's actually not. That's pretty good actually. Oh yeah, no, I like it. I like it. No, someone I was on Discord earlier today, and I was talking with someone. They're like, "You want to see something crazy?" I'm like, "Yes, please." And then I'm like, "Oh, please don't let it be nudes." <laughs> As they send me like <laughs> this advertisement for Jack Daniels Coke and Jack Daniels Coke Zero, I'm like, "I know what we're drinking today for the podcast." Yes, uh, and well, you know, and I'm I'm very glad that you're asking people finally now to not send you nudes. Uh, <laughs> The patrons are probably very aware of that. We've apparently the One Candle Society oh Discord God. was invaded twice by sex predators. <laughs> we 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 have a Discord. It's patrons only, but like somehow twice now we've been invaded by people just posting tons of furry porn. Yeah, like I like I'm sitting like in a business like I'm sitting in a business meeting for work, and all of a sudden my phone just starts violently vibrating over and over and over. <laughs> and I ignore it. I finally get on to everybody going, what's that? Stop. Don't post that. <laughs> I'm like, what happened? I'm like, oh, we were infiltrated by sex predators. <laughs> but we have kicked them out, and they are no longer well. Actually, I, I think my response was really good. I'm just like, hey, man, I'm glad you're really into this, but this is not the place. And then they post more. I'm like, oh, okay, I see what's going on. You want me to ban you. Okay, here you go. Here's your ban. No, the funny thing is, is like, I felt like this was like good cop, bad cop, because Vic later asks me, he goes, he's like, so should should I just ban him for like a little bit? And I'm like, no, you ban <laughs> sex predator permanently. Like, look at well, Vic over there being so forgiving. I, I, I did a one-week ban, and I'm like, that'll give me some time to figure out if it needs to be a permanent ban or not. Like, and I was going to ask you, like, hey, maybe maybe the person was just having a weird day. They were yeah. in a weird mood. Like, it was just, it was like, they have entered the Discord. Everybody just starts waving. And then immediate, oh, that's a whole lot of porn. <laughs> okay, that's, that's kind of weird. And then it happened again, so it was weird. But okay, okay. The topic for today. Yeah, we so you know so we're we're, we're late the month. And we wanted to think about what like something to talk about, and then we we missed for a little bit. Like we missed some pretty big parents, like something big in the paranormal news. So we really wanted to bring that up for today's episode. We thought it would be cool. Like we thought that we would talk about the the oh sorry I was gonna say the UFO, the UAP. Oh yeah, the, the pinky UAP. pinky up UAP. Uh, the UAP hearing that happened back in, on May seventeenth of this year. You see, congressmen are too fancy to say UFO. They yeah. need a higher brow acronym. <laughs> like they so bougie. I'm like my mama called them UFOs, my grandmama <laughs> called them UFOs, I'ma call them UFOs. Like I don't care what you call them. We all we all know exactly what you're talking about. Speaking of that, there's a lot of weird, somewhat strange jargon like in this whole hearing and how many times did you watch the hearing because I, I watched it like four times yeah i watched it like i watched it like two or three times my boss was like are you working are you working today marcus i'm like absolutely <laughs> it's like, well, i've got the hearing playing on youtube <laughs> like look in the background i'm like Mo- the most important work possible criticizing the u.s government there you go there you go 
But now it, it's weird. Well, I mean, there were some things about the hearing that I found similar because unlike, unlike Vic, I'm a huge I'm a huge C-SPAN nerd, and I will watch it literally just for fun sometimes. And so there were some things on there that I was like not 100% shocked on uh, with some of the ways that they're responding, but we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Okay, so, okay. But what's the name of this new <laughs> UFO group? Yeah, so yeah, so okay. So yeah, we'll get to so we'll get to the name. So the the so this specific hearing if you have not seen it, it was done by the U, the House Intelligence Committee. Uh, and it was pretty much where they were talking to Ronald Moultrie, who's the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security, and Scott W. Bray, who's the de- uh, Deputy Director for Naval Intelligence. And they were talking about this really cool new task force that they're about to put together, and which makes me super nervous <laughs> whenever they talk about Boone Task Force, which is particularly called... It's called um, Umsig? Umsig? Okay, it is not spelled how you think it would be pronounced, but I think they were pronouncing it AIMSIG. Mm-hmm. The spelling is A-O-M-S-G, and it is a really weird acronym. I'm going to break it down for you. Airborne Object Identification and Management Syner- or Synergization Group. Who workshops? No, sorry, sorry, Synchronization Group. Who workshops that name? It is a weird name. Well, I will say this. Very early on in the hearing, they do... It's basically the moment they admit that we're called this incredibly embarrassing acronym. They go, oh, but we're going to change the name real soon. Don't worry. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're getting rid of it. It's like everyone's just looking like they just bit into a lemon. Everyone's like, ugh. Yeah. So, so and, and, and one of the things that immediately caught me off guard was I was like, so, well, and then, but then it wasn't super shocking to me. It was like, they call it this long acronym. And they're like, oh, but we, for short, we call it AIMSIC. And I'm like, let me get this straight. The U.S. government is making something to investigate unknown technology, and they nicknamed it AIM. Like, the Marvel supervillain technology <laughs> group. I'm like, that had to be intentional. That ha- There is absolutely no way. Actually, uh, one of the main guys did admit they're a very big sci-fi fan. Comic books fall under the genre of sci-fi, and did clarify that they do go to sci-fi conventions, but do not always dress up. His words, not mine. Yeah, Robert Bolter, like he looks like he looks like a comic book nerd and comic like a like a sci fi fan. Like I I can totally see that for him. Uh, the the guy who was the uh, the under under secretary for defense and intelligence and security, which is way too long of a title of a name. Uh, but it was so weird. Like they spent twenty minutes in the beginning of it, literally just talking about why they were there and the importance of this. And they honestly, at first, thought that they. I I, I believe that they really thought how cool they were sounding at first. Like this was going to be this historic thing. But literally, just Congressman Schiff, the chair, is like, like there has been no official, like documented, uh, investigation into UFO activity since Project since Project Blue Book. And I'm, which a is inaccurate, which yeah. they let they later challenged later, so he just didn't know. And then b, you saying like like this is this prolific thing, like so you, so you're telling me in the since for the last fifty years that the U.S. government has had no real official way of investigating crap they don't know what it is in the sky like that you just said that with a straight face also like i didn't really feel like this is a super well put together outfit it's like oh, you're no. expecting to walk in and scully and Mulder, x-files that sort of stuff and what you get is the beginning of ghostbusters where they're still <laughs> trying to put together like the firehouse <laughs> like at one point he's like they show a video and one of the congressmen's like 
Oh, that went really fast. Could you go back? And it it took him like 15 minutes to go back on the video to that one point. I'm like, there's no way that this is one of the best. There's no way that this is a, and even some of the best stuff that they could have been showing also, too. Like, they literally pulled some of the... Well, sorry, let me reset. The first one was pretty crappy. They're, they literally... The, uh, the second video that they show, which was the triangle... Yeah, I think it was under like uh, like night vision or something that they yeah. showed was way it was, cool. was way cooler. SLR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah it was an SLR camera, and it was it was way cooler uh, of a video to watch compared to the first, which I really couldn't exactly tell what they were really talking about. But but you ready to start getting into some of the actual weirdness? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Okay, okay. I got one I want to start out with. Sure. One of the senators that was in the audience raised a question that was shot down really, really really fast so basically i'm going to translate a little bit because they're using a lot of jargon but he basically says well what about ufos that can go underwater what what, what about <laughs> basically usos and they shut it down immediately saying no no that doesn't get talked about until the closed door classified one and it was like really fast shut down like, sir we're not we're not we, like, we can't bring we can't we can't bring that up and then we're gonna talk about that during closed court stuff yeah no like and it was like he was waiting for that question it was just hammer down boom moving on which makes me think that's that was an interesting response there yeah. <laughs> it's like when you watch some of these hearings you have to you have to listen to sometimes what people are not saying because especially when you're going to have something like an intel, like a public intelligence thing, because obviously at the same time they're not going to be talking about stuff that's got to be closed. Like no, like during this con, like nobody goes into this thinking that they're going to go, "Yep, aliens are real." Here they come down uh, out through the doors, guys. We've now been entered into the Galactic Federation of Planets. Which would be kind of cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd like, be okay with this. Like, it's just not going to happen. So like you have to listen to some of the stuff that they say or some of the things that they omit, like. Um, like there was one particular thing which I thought was really interesting because they were when they were talking about aircraft that had no like visual type of propulsion, mm -hmm. and one of the congressmen asked them, "Is there anything that our allies or our enemies have that can do that?" And they just flat out said, "No, there's nothing that they have that can do that," which immediately made me think that means maybe do we have something that 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 does that? And also he. Reworded the question a little bit when he responded. Mm. He actually responded along the lines of, because the question was, do our allies or enemies have things that do not have visual propulsion? Mm -hmm. His response was, we know what our, our, what our allies and enemies' vehicles are propelled by, mm -hmm. which was an interesting form of evasion. Mm -hmm. And considering this is a congressional hearing, you do have to choose your words very carefully. And I... I don't think that was a hand wave rewording. Mm -mm. I think that they're sa they are saying, yes, many of us do have non-visible propulsions, and we know about it. Because, like, <laughs> he, he can't really lie. He can't perjure himself in front no, of but Congress. He can, but he can answer the question the way that he, that he wants to. Yep. And that would be a way of responding in such a way that would keep him from perjury. Like one of the things that they, that they say during the hearing, which I think was, which was really interesting that it was um, some of the, which I thought was odd that they just flat out boldly said, which is what they said that they, when they were talking about recovered aircraft. Yeah. Because they flat out just said, no, we have not, we have not recovered any down air, any downed aircraft that is not of terrestrial origin. Like they flat said that statement. But so. also, they haven't actually been around very long. Well, truthfully, or, or depending upon what they mean by 
that yeah, we yeah. like we like we have not like done that like is it we as in like the United States government, or probably we as in, like, we their particular task force I, that I would he's assume answering. he's answering on behalf of the task force, given, like, the context of the situation. Yeah, because there's been a lot of times in which it's just sort of been, like, highly suspicious of, like, some of the stuff that has, that's been recovered. But, but then again, we've been talking for a while that we don't necessarily think that all spacecraft is necessarily extraterrestrial in origin. And if you were talking about, uh, say, like, an advanced civilization that's on Earth, that's still technically terrestrial and he's technically not lying when he says that if they say that and you guys have probably heard me heard me to death at this point talking about the hell i don't think the grays are aliens their motives don't make any sense they make way more sense if they're a breakaway civilization an alternate reality dimensional but still human Mm -hmm. something along those lines makes a lot more sense for their motives or or particularly or they could also be saying they're not lying if we, as in the United States government, is not necessarily the one doing the recovery. That is fair. Like, if there's another particular type, because, again, there's this whole idea that maybe there is this, uh, there is an extraterrestrial force that's involved in recovering some of this, maybe we're involved in some. If they're the ones that are technically recovering something, then technically, no, we are not the ones recovering it, but they may, they may be the ones that are starting to recover it. I hated how little discussion there was of aliens. I wanted yeah. more of them talking about aliens and UFO extraterrestrial well, stuff. When you, well, when you're talking about, yeah, but when you're talking about UAP, I knew that some of the stuff that they were really going to be talking about was going to be stuff like either A, like hypersonic technology, like hypersonic missile technology has been like a big concern on the rise, or two, uh, drone technology. And Mylar balloons. And Mylar balloons. <laughs> they brought it up. Yeah, I know. And, you know, and drone technology. So, I mean, and I think that that's, Another thing that's, well, I mean, I think drone technology has become a new, has been become a, a new factor when it comes to UFO phenomenon. And I yeah. think this is something that I don't know. Like, I haven't really seen a whole lot of, like, I don't know, like, in the, in the full, like, I've seen it, like, when people have been doing some stuff, like, on UFO, re, like, research, but it's not, like, out in the mainstream culture when people are talking about UFOs or could it be something else. It seems like the whole concept of drones and stuff like that has been really just kept to... <laughs> I don't know, professionals in the field investigating the phenomenon. Uh, Unidentified aerial phenomenon. Ooh, you sound so fancy. I know, bougie, keeping up my pinky during the whole time. But it's hard. (laughs) It was was so hard for me, though, during that episode to watch it in the very beginning because one of the things that they they were saying was they, they they kept harping on this throughout the entire hearing. This was something that they kept harping on was about reporting UFO, like reporting UFO stuff. Oh, yeah, and trying to avoid, like, the stigma and the importance yeah. of the reporting process. But the problem was, was they they really, at, to me, they came across, like, the Ministry of Magic from Voldemort whenever, he, whenever they take over, whenever they were like, we want to remove the stigma of reporting <laughs> unidentified stuff. Please come to your caring government to please report any unusual things that you see in the sky. We are creating an environment of understanding when you report this stuff. And I'm like, it sounded so skeezy when they were saying that. I'm like, we're moving that. I'm like, we're going to make this part now of uh, uh, pilots whenever they come out there and they're debriefing to say, did you see anything unusual? But at the same time, I am kind of glad that it's going to take away, or assuming it does succeed, take away some of the stigma because a right, lot of right. pilots like end up saying, yes, I've seen a lot of stuff, but I can't go on record because no one will ever trust me to fly a plane again. And if we can get that out of the way, 
I feel like we're going to get a lot more reports from the commercial sector. Yeah, I think because they were because they were very they were throughout the hearing they were more harping on I felt reports of like like navy and Air, like like pilots like pilots yeah. specifically reporting this and I think there was a part in which they were saying hey do you have anything from like people reporting this from the public sector nope well they said they had partnerships but they didn't yeah. it wasn't like they said like the FAA so like a commercial pilot or somebody or something gets like flagged for that but no it didn't sound like they made a hotline tip like 1-800 you snitch <laughs> or 1-800 you squeal but <laughs> But what if someone false reports? What oh, what sort of horrible punishment will they oh receive? Oh, my God. There was a whole segment of that guy. He was uh, Congressman LaHood from Peoria, like from Peoria, Illinois. Like he just go, he went psychotic. He really did. Yeah. he Basically, this is during kind of the Q&A part of it. But he just gets like almost like sweaty looking. And he's super concerned on how do you punish people who falsely report a UFO? Yeah. So, so like, what what does that even mean? Like, like what? Like, so like let's say like I I see something weird up in the sky and I'm like, oh, what if this is bad? And I call it. It ends up being a mylar balloon. What sort of punishment does he want brought down on my head? Because the way he sounds, he wants a sword of Damocles, literally <laughs> hovering above me, just waiting to slip me in twain. That was the the sense I got from this guy. Like he, yeah, like, it was so it was so much of of him just concerned. And the whole time he's saying that, like I am listening too. I'm like, I don't know, like is there a is is there some sort of penalty? Like as a paranormal podcaster, that's what I'm listening to. Like, is there some sort of concern? And like uh, it was a uh, Moultrie, he was just like, uh. Yeah, no, that. no, <laughs> like, like, like he all but just flat out said like, well, there's, there's like the first amendment, uh, like <laughs> there's this. And it was really weird that I was, I'm sitting and listening to that. I'm like, is that, and I was shocked that he didn't say this back. I'm like, I want to make sure I get this correct. So you're telling me like the legislative branch of the government who writes the laws is asking the executive <laughs> branch who enforces the law. Is there a law? <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, I wanted to make sure that, like, that was what he was trying to do. The look on his face is um, what I would imagine would happen if you walked into McDonald's, put or slammed your hand on the counter and went, give me a pizza. Oh it's like, um, like uh, sir, that, that that's not my I, job. I want a pizza. I want a pizza right now with pepperoni and cheese and half covered in gummy bears. You will do this right now or else there will be consequences. But it was just like a very strange line of question. I... That was a lot of them, though. Um, some of them were, like, very brass tacks, cut and dry. Like, are we going to be more focused on discovering enemy technology? How is that going to work? Things yeah. like that. But the ones that weren't, like, really milk toast questions were all, like, really weird out there questions. Like, oh, my God. My fa- my, my absolute favorite congressman that, that asked a question was uh, was uh, Gallagher. It was Congressman Gallagher. Because he, he starts talking about, like, the male... Uh, the Malmstrom UFO incident. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the Malmstrom UFO incident occurred on March uh, 16th, 1967. By the way, during Project Blue Book, mind you, you know, they still apparently were asking this question, so they should know the answer. But anyway, I digress. Anyway, so he asks about this, and this is a particular incident in which allegedly there was this red UFO site, uh, UFO that was spotted above one of our nuclear missile sites. And, like, allegedly 10 of our of our ICBMs goes offline like during this, during this particular incident. And Gallagher was like, uh, do you know anything about this? And both these guys were like, 
Huh? What? Who? What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Huh? <laughs> I I really thought that that was odd because if you're he building, was hung up on that. Well, truthfully, this is one of the ones where you'd want to get hung up on it. And I just thought it was weird that they could not give any form of response. My only assumption is either A, they are incompetent, or B, they're putting on a snow job. They're just acting like they're not aware of it because they don't want further questions until they're behind closed doors. Because, like, all this was occurring, this was the public portion of it, and then 30 minutes after this part of the meeting was the closed-door portion of it. And there were several times where, like, yeah, that's an inappropriate question. We're going to talk about it in this section. Yeah, I don't know. They're dumb. I think that. Oh, I don't think it is either. No. I think they're obfuscating. Yeah, I think they were. They're, they're like they kept saying stuff like we, we are not, we are not sure. And because one of the things that I was talking to, I'm like, why, why is Gallagher so hung up on this? And I'm like, I'm like, is he from that? Because st- the Mouser incident occurs in Montana, but he's from Wisconsin, so he's not even from that state. So it's even kind of weirder that he, like, I guess, kind of from the area, but like, like that was just a really weird left out of the blue sort of question to be asking. I mean, to be asking these guys. But this isn't the first time we've heard about UFOs shutting down missiles before. No, 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 it's not. I mean, It could have been just relating a particularly important one, and perhaps they've had one happen in their state that we just don't know about. Well, to be and I mean, and to be fair, to be fair, so we're talking about nuclear deterrence, and this is a huge thing when it comes to foreign policy. So, I mean, imagine, imagine having technology... You know, drone technology, or pi- probably, well, I guess in the 67, probably wouldn't be drone technology, but it would probably be pilots. But, like, imagine having, well, now it would be, it would be drone technology, probably. Like, imagine having the ability to shut down nuclear missiles from, you know, from, like, by, by using some sort of aircraft like that. And how much that could take, now, nuclear deterrence off of the board for foreign policy. Like, that would start, that would be a game-changing thing. If only we could just do that to all of them. Well, I just yeah, don't yeah, get yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to get nuked either, but like how scary of a of a concept, like a concept that is. And oh, again, yeah. that's and incredible leverage. And again, this is a huge thing, and I keep talking about it. Like, like nuclear politics swirls back into swirls back into UFO and the paranormal like a lot more than what people give it credit for. I mean, the whole Cold War was basically posturing and a leverage game over who has nukes, where are those nukes positioned, and who could leverage that power most effectively well, yeah and we've seen we saw a huge rise of like contactee alien religion cult-esque type contactee pe- movements post-1945 like post-1945 after you know after we have new atomic uh, and what are a lot of them warning about nuclear like nu- us destroying each other with nuclear weapons yeah. like nuclear world destruction i mean and i get it i mean i think there would be something that would be concerned about i mean so how much do you think this is actual contact e sort of getting information from aliens and how much of it do you think is cold war anxiety like from this hearing no no like that uh, that bloom that occurred that you oh about from from that do i think it's cold war anxiety or was the first one or legit like just basically legit contact oh Mm. Mm. i think that i think that okay i think part of I think that there is a. I think there's a lot of anxiety that comes from it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna completely rule it out, but I do think that a lot of stress and trauma has, like, especially during that, especially during that time period for a lot of people, what is going to be something that will creep into the and creep into the culture. So I do think that that is something that probably has a lot to do with it. Now, granted, also could be one of those tipping points. I mean, it's like stuff like when you watch Star Trek, like, and they talk about like when are you gonna really interact with humanity? It was always like when warp drive was a thing yeah, right yeah. like when they when they did that and i'm like you know 
I, you know, I'm wondering if maybe like, is this, is nuclear energy the actual like contactee thing that that's the actual like litmus test for for uh, aliens contacting another species? I mean, that shows that we have the ability to interact with some of the most fundamental forces of nature and are actually manipulating two of the actual um, forces of nature, which would be strong and weak nuclear force. Well, are also possibly like a threat to one of the few resources that, that exist on this planet, biological matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and the, the only I mean, real unique things on Earth that you couldn't just get way more easily from asteroids is protein and chlorophyll. Oh, oh, and like TV dinners. For, forgot the third one. Mango cherry vape juice is the fourth. Um, so, like, like for you, do you think that there was this underlying thing about UFOs during the whole thing, or do you think that it was literally just about, like, just enemy aircraft? I think that you can kind of tell when there were certain beat changes in the conversation. Um, during much of it, they were asking questions about basically discerning, have our enemies created a technology that we don't understand? And every so often, you could pick up a beat change where no one was really calling it extraterrestrial, or with rare exception, they weren't calling it extraterrestrial. But you could tell that that's where the conversation was heading. But most people were kind of a little leery to go up and touch that line, particularly since they knew it was like a whole public thing. Um, I think the most telling part of it was the whole thing where they asked about the underwater stuff. We know that there's been like this build up in the conversation of USOs. I imagine they have a new acronym nowadays, but that's the one I'm used to. Um, and we also know that there we used to have a lot of major underwater and very expensive underwater research stations that were supposedly closed for some pretty sketchy reasoning. So uh, it really makes me think there's something going on underwater, and perhaps a big part of this hearing is to get us looking up instead of down. Yeah, like the timing was really weird about this particular hearing. Like it was like it was it was all done like a year after the last UFO hearings that they had, which was I think the previous June. I think was whenever like that those weird video those couple of videos that they put out yeah. for like UFOs and stuff that they did that they're doing it like right particularly like now. And it was it was just very weird to me about why they're bringing this out, and and why they're needing to make it be a a thing publicly announced. Because I mean, millions of people watch this hearing, like it publicly known that we are now making this particular task force. Because it was because the weird thing was was I didn't even know about one of these pro like they were talking about Project Blue Book, which by the way was totally which I don't know if you guys caught that. Like we actually commented on one of the thing when I was doing because I was totally moved by that. Because both of these guys said that they did not know of any investigations before Project Blue Book. Like, that was directly asked. I want to go into that conversation because it was a really weird conversation. I had to listen to it a few times to make sure I wasn't misunderstanding it. Because the person that's asking the question to them is, are you aware of any groups predating Project Blue Book? And I'm like, yeah, there were tons of them that predated Project Blue Book. But what he says is, I don't know of any that have occurred between Blue Book and now, mm-hmm. which is would not be predate. Mm-hmm. And then the person who asked the question, which is like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
But that also clearly didn't answer the question he was asking. Unless I had misheard the like, question repeatedly, maybe like, I just misunderstood what was being asked. Like, like blue, like he's talking about like blue, like like blue book. Like even if you know like Project Blue Book, like when you are in, like when you're when you're when you're designing like a like a project, you generally are understanding of what something happened in the past. So you're looking at Project Blue Book, like right before Project Blue Book was Project Grunge, okay, which Project Blue Book replaced in I think it was fifty two. I think was 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 replaced in 1952, specifically replaced, and not only mind you by that Project Sign, which is before that, which both have Wikipedia pages. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're going to tell me the undersecretaries of these two branches of the military have no idea of what happened? I'm like BS. Yeah, and I'm not said, falling for it. I almost feel like what happened was this: the Senate, or was it? A, the it was a congressman. Mm-hmm. The congressman asked, "Are you aware of any groups that predate?" The uh, or blue book, the response he gives is as if the guy had asked, "Do you know of any that post date Project Blue Book?" And that's the response he gives back. And then the congressman acts like that makes sense with his question. I almost feel like he got a text at that point, being like, "Nix that question." Yeah, like don't because I mean they they bring up um they bring up uh, ATIP, which is uh, the Advanced Aerospace. Threat Identification Program, which I'll admit I didn't even know about, which by the way, which was uh, like the 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 pre the predecessor predecessor the the program that occurs after Project Blue Book in two thousand seven to two thousand twelve, which by the way, do you know who was started by? No clue. Harry Reid, funded and or strongly encouraged by Bungalow. Do you Skinwalker Ranch much, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's so like, weird. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was like I like I heard that term, and so like I'm googling, I'm googling a tip, and it was a uh, yeah, it was an unclassified but unpublicized investigatory effort funded by the United States government to study UFOs, uh, and the program began by uh, Harry Reid, and was strongly and was done strongly encouraged by Bungalow. I'm opening up my second one of these Jack Daniel Cokes, but I'm definitely feeling the first one, so. Uh... If any of you guys are trying these out there, maybe don't take them at my pace. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm washing this down with a regular Coke Zero to, uh, to, to this. But that I was a, I kind of feel like I'm going to be sloppy by the end of this. Yeah, but I thought that was a really weird. I thought that was a really weird connection about Project ATIP that it was. It was talking about Harry Reid out there, and I think he's from Nevada, but it was strongly encouraged by uh, Robert Bungalow, who owns Skinwalker Ranch. That's a really weird. I mean, we, a weird we we knew that he had connections to aerospace because we had covered that in our Skinwalker Ranch episode. Yep. But that's just such a strange connection. Okay, it, it makes me wonder: is this part of a snow job to give us distracted looking down the wrong rabbit hole, mm-hmm. or is there just something really weird going on in this guy's orbit? And I'm starting to lean more towards. There's something weird going on in this guy's orbit, mm-hmm. and it makes me think there could be more to the whole Skinwalker Ranch thing. Um, I uh, there were just so many strange things that occurred on Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, maybe there's a connection. Maybe there's not. Maybe I'm just grasping at straws. Yeah, yeah. I want to do a particular video. I love to do a, a video on Project Daytip. I think that would be interesting that, to look at. But it was like, but then nothing happens for like the next ten years. And and he it was interesting that he kept saying, and then, and then this is another lawyer dodge that he was doing, like con, like political dodge that he was doing, because he kept saying. I'm unaware of any. Uh, uh, Mueller kept saying this. Kept saying this. The guy from the um, from the Defense Department. He kept saying, uh, "I'm unaware of any official investigations into any of these." He kept using that phrase pretty frequently, um, 
whenever they were specifically talking about other agencies that were particularly looking for some of these. And I'm like, oh, man, there have to be some task force or something that's, like, buried way deep down that these guys are just not bringing up. Like, oh, post- certainly, certainly. Like, because you can't, you, like, they can't sit there with a straight face and not tell me that there's not a task force designed to investigate unexplained aerial phenomenon, even if you're looking at it from the perspective of saying, like, just enemy aircraft or something like that. And I'm, there's probably something for aliens, too. But Okay, I've got a question for you. Do you think these guys are going to be another Project Blue Book or another Project Sign? They're not going to tell us if aliens are real. I mean, but do you think they're going to just be the update, giving up the updated version of Swamp Gas, something that sells better to this generation? Or do you think it's going to be like Project Sign where it's more of a legitimate endeavor? I think what this, I think what it is, is I think that it's just another, they're just continuing what they've always done. I think that, you know, when you're dealing with a world power government, these, they're just going to investigate things like that. Like, you just don't have unexplained, like, you can't have unexplained aerial phenomenon, like, on your soil. They just can't have that. They're just, they're two powerful guys that have just had to be sitting in the room going, yeah, we need to know what this is. What I think this hearing actually was, was I think this was a public statement saying, hey, we know things are happening. And, like, and I think this was to probably to foreign governments saying, we're watching you. I, I think that's what the hearing was for was to say that we are doing this task force to let you know that, yeah, there's been a couple of these blips, but now we're watching particularly. And I think that's the message that they were trying to send. So you think it was like a, yeah, China, we're putting you on watch. Yeah, I do. I think that was what they were doing. I think they were putting it on blast, and I think that was a statement that they got to make because they they can't directly say statements like that. They got to do, you know, they got to do the pomp and circumstance for it. And I think that is what, I think that's what some of I think that's what a lot of this was. I think that was some some bolstering, which is something that can create bipartisanship support. That's an interesting take, but I don't think that these are Chinese. I mean, I'm not saying it's only China or Russian or, you know, or Australia or Venezuela. Yeah, I, I don't think the many of these objects when they're talking about things that can pull off these ninety degree turns, move without like a known propulsion source. And I don't think we're talking about another nation or if they, if they are, I really hope they're allies Mm. because that's some dangerous levels of speed. I just, I no, no. I think that you're, I think that you're right that I think that they're referencing those particular things, but I think what they're doing is I think that that's more, I think some of that's smoke and mirrors because it's, it's nothing new. This isn't, none of that is real. Like there was no real like eye opening other, like, videos or things that, that like they no. showed the tic-tac video the triangle like none of that stuff is really oh, they didn't real. actually show the well, tic-tac well, they, yeah, they brought it. it up yeah they referenced it but none of that was new so but i but i think that what but what i what i do think could be new and i that's my this is my guess is i'm going to say that i think that it's more of them doing pockets the dance and stuff to foreign governments because i i think that if they are looking at alien like extraterrestrial stuff this is just stuff that already exists and they're just not going to talk about it. I, I just think they would just fl- flat out ignore it. Like, they would just ignore telling the public this. I think when it comes to us as citizens, I think they're going to present themselves as if they're a reincarnation of Project Sign. I actually got a very big sign feel from their presentation and the way they were talking, things like that, of, hey, we're, we're here sincerely, and we're going to try to get to the bottom of this, and we're, we're just people possessed with a spirit of inquiry and we're going to try to try to sort this all out like i feel like that's how they had presented themselves 
I'm worried that at best, note at best, we're going to get a Project Blue Book or a Project <laughs> Grudge, but probably more Blue Booky. Like I feel like this is how they want us want us to see them, and what we're actually going to get is probably going to be more of the same. Yeah, when they. When the government starts bringing on the warm and fuzzies and how where they're being all wholesome, I'm like, all right, where's the guy with the black bag? Where's yeah, he at? I, I <laughs> like, like I'm looking were, for the van. I feel like they're trying to come off a little nerdy. I, I really feel like there is this, either the people that were up there were legitimately just nerdy members of the, the defense agency, or they were trying to put on a show to appear a little nerdy. Oh, man. Because I think the real, oh, man. Because it really makes me look, because the, these like the congressman that they had, I think they had like between eight to ten. I can't remember specifically like how many congressmen were like, like legit up there on this on the House Intelligence Committee. But I'm like, the, for a while they've talked about like the Majestic Twelve as being a th- yeah. like a thing that supposedly are like these twelve officials that like are the ones actually investigating. If these congressmen are the there's, Majestic there's Twelve, no way. I'm way less scared of the Majestic Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of concerned about the guy about from maybe La Hood. Like, <laughs> like I'm trying to like lock up paranormal invest, paranormal podcasters spreading disinformation. Oh, yeah, no, I, I'm worried like we're going to talk about a UFO sighting. And he's he's going to show up here breaking in the door with handcuffs to take us in himself. <laughs> this is like ape sex here. Quick, cheese it. <laughs> like, we gotta get out of here. Wait, where's he from? Well, he's from Peoria, Illinois. Like he's, that's yeah, not that yeah. far. No, he can I know drive he's here. not that far. That's like two and a half hours. Like, if he's a listener, he can get here like in a day. <laughs> like, in his Honda Civic driving out here, you never, we, like, we wouldn't know. <laughs> Making political enemies oh. here. I'm sorry. When you say stuff like that of, like, like there needs to be consequences for people falsely reporting unidentified aerial phenomenon. What are these consequences? I'm like... I'm like, all right, okay, someone give grandpa's pills. Here, here's my question for you. Do you think this is going to be a good thing or a bad thing from the perspective of the average citizen? From the average citizen? From the perspective of the average citizen, I think the average I think the average person is just going to look at this and go, oh, that's really cool they're talking about it. Now, our cool listeners are probably going to be looking going, oh, this is the same old, same old. Oh. I didn't really see a whole lot here. But. I really hope that they are a group somewhat committed to transparency because there was some talks during this about there being a degree of transparency. Basically, they expressed that if we don't have to give away any national secrets in the process, yes, we're going to tell you what tell you all the things we have. But when it comes to UFO, what what's not going to count as a national I, secret? I, I was waiting for you to get that, and I'm like, I'm like, did Vic just drink the government cool? <laughs> like, oh like, no, 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 they're going to be so open and transparent. I'm like, okay, and then you then you I, waited I on building, the same thought. I was building my way to that, <laughs> but like, the, it was very open and fluffy about that. Truthfully, I think in effect, we're going to end up with. Right back at Blue Book. I think that's right. They're going to up. They're not going to tell us it's swamp gas. They're going to say like it's mm. quantum something. They're going to update their playbook. But I think mainly, I hope it doesn't. But I think it's going to exist as a way to better obfuscate UFO sightings. I think that this. Okay. I mean, my my final thought, and I think that this is. I think what this is going to be is. I think this is going to be a new footnote in, his, in UFO history. I do think that is an accurate thing. I think that's what we're looking at for this. Um, I think AIMSAC is going to be like another tick in the history of UFO technology, which I think is important for people to know. I do think that is true. That being said, what I think at the end of the day, I see this as generally saber-rattling 
from congressmen to foreign governments. Like, that's kind of my vibe that I'm getting off of it. Um, that being said, I am excited to see, though, more particular UFO terms being brought up in the public sector, like about this. That means people see, like, the triangles, the Malmstrom incident, Tic Tac, uh, Tic Tac, um, like, uh, 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 UFO, like UFOs. Like, I think that that is, that is something that I'm excited to see because I think that once people hear some of these terms or see some of these things, I think it's going to educate the average person and make them more, um, like, UFO, like, information comp, like, competent when it comes to this. Damn, there's one more question I wanted to ask kind of in association with these, but uh, let, let's save it for the patron content. Sure, sure. Um, we hope that you guys enjoy that. Uh, put your guys' thoughts uh, down below. Do you guys think that? Do you guys think this is a new age government transparency? Do you guys think that it's just saber rattling? Do you think that it's, uh, you, you know, new marking UFO history? Uh, let us know what you guys. Uh, let us know what you guys think about the the congressional hearing. Also, let us know how we sound in the new yeah, studio. Yeah, let us know how we sound. Do we sound good? Bad? Do we need to do anything differently? We can't wait to be doing some more content for you guys. But until next time, guys. Keep believing. Because we'll keep listening. All right, guys. We're going to slide into the Pillow Talk segment of this podcast. If you want to check out the rest of this awesome podcast, all you got to do is go over to our Patreon and sign up for as little as a dollar a month. You get the rest of this awesome podcast as well as access to bonus videos that we put up exclusively for our patrons. Uh, from the last month, guys, we're, what we're going to do in July is we're going to do underwater phenomenon. So that's what we're going to do for the month of July. So we'll be looking around July 1st. Uh, for us to put up our poll for August uh, for what we're going to do as far as for the theme for that month. So, uh, all right, we're going to sign in the post. Let's, you said that you had another question for me as yeah. far as. I wanted to ask you, do you think that there were task forces between the point of the closing of Blue Book and the beginning of this new project? Oh, uh, well, I mean, they had the one, they had the ATIP, but like yeah. in between like Blue Book and like ATIP, do I think that there was one? Probably so, because, I mean, they kept saying the phrase, like, official or ones that they could disclose. So there has to be something in between that was being done, probably classified to be used. If, if I had to make a guess, I think probably the reason why.